Mason, you want to hear a story? Yeah, let's hear it. So, Joe hit me up a couple weeks ago, and... This Joe? Yes, that oh, okay. <laughs> um, He goes, hey, a uh, friend of mine needs a window replaced. Uh, it's in stucco, like, what do you think price-wise? So we start talking about it, going through all the details, and I was like, all right, yeah. I was like, so what's going on? <clears throat> and he's like, well... My buddy uh, accidentally discharged a round through the window, and it shot not just through the glass, but into the frame of the window. So it's not like we could just replace the glass. So here's the question, though: Can you can you tell by the hole in the window what kind of bullet it was? No, you're not that good. No. Okay. We're not forensics. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at maybe a hundred of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe I'll be able to tell you, but no. Because that was a 380. You would have never guessed. No, I thought that was a nine. <laughs> that was a 380. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we even have a picture of that. Yeah, it wasn't manufactured by a oh, firearms manufacturer that supports the ATF or anything. Yeah. Let's see. So people should get bulletproof windows in their homes? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Preferably indoor shooting ranges as well. <laughs> to get the photo i'll have to find it later anyways but um we go over to their house we're tearing it out and uh it's like in the side yard so neighbor's house is right next to them and i'm looking at it i'm looking at the hole looking at the neighbor's house and i'm like where the fuck did the bullet go so they come over to the window like as we've got it all torn out so they're on the inside i'm like hey what the fuck happened to the bullet yeah, that's not in your job description. No, it's not my job description, and it's also not a way to uh, get reoccurring business either. Yeah, definitely so, not. Yeah. The other funny thing was, um, so the his friend is living with his uh, friend is living with friend's mom, right? She owns the house. Hmm. Does that make sense? That <laughs> sounds sketchy. Why? Friends living with his friend's mom. Are you sure they're just? His friend's mom? No, misunderstood. <laughs> it's his mom. Okay. <laughs> just trying to just make it like, it's not... Anyway, so, I... so is he banging, is his friend banging his mom? No. Is that confirmed or unconfirmed? Uh, confirmed. Okay. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> um, so she came out at... So, all right, let's start with this. We didn't supply the window. We were told, hey, he, he bought a replacement window. He just needs it put in and like torn out put in and that's it. So um, we have the new window installed. We're finishing up. We're probably like 30 minutes away from like, we're gonna be saying goodbye. Um, she comes out and she looks at it and she goes, hey, um, what are you guys gonna do in terms of making the windows match? And I'm like, oh, well, like we've got the stucco cut out, so the stucco guy's gonna come and he's gonna fill in the gaps because uh, it's got the decorative pop out. He's gonna make it look exactly like all the others. And she's like, no, 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 not that. She points out on the window frame that the new one is about like inch and a half wide on the frame and the other one's like two to two and a half inches, like two and a quarter, like it's a negligible, um, Color's the same, everything looks the same, everything's fine. But she seems to start having this OCD moment about this fucking window. So the funny thing though, is it's in the side yard. On like up against the wall 
that you can't walk through. Like you, you can walk through the gate on the other side of the house. Like no one's gonna see this window. The nearest window to this one is like 15 feet away. So you can't even get both windows in the same line of sight. But she's starting to stress about this thing. So I'm like, oh dear God, like, but in the end it was also like, we didn't supply the window. So what the fuck do you want me to do about it? And she's like, well, can, can you take it off of the old one? and put it on this one. I'm like, it's a vinyl window. Like, obviously I didn't tell her this. And I just more <laughs> did, sure the, hope not, yeah. I did the polite, like, no, sorry. Like it's, it's all one piece. So like we can't take it, but it's like, it's, it's a mold. Like they literally cast a mold out of vinyl and they're like, here's a fucking window. So no, we. Well, maybe she'll call you back and pay you to replace all the windows. That's what you should have pushed. <laughs> I can replace all the other windows to match if you want, miss. Maybe, maybe, maybe we shouldn't incriminate ourselves so much. So we, oh, you know, just go discharge guns through all the rest of the <laughs> Through all the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Great business idea. Yes. Do you have a bullet hole in your house spontaneously? Do you need it repaired? <laughs> we did a... What was it a business dinner at Raising Cane's like two months ago? Kind of planning on some marketing stuff going into 23. And um, Joe's idea for how we could drum up business would be we're going to go break people's houses and then leave flyers at their house that we can fix their shit. Genius marketing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Supply and demand. <laughs> See, we break the back window so they don't suspect it was us. And then the front, it was where the car is, right? It's because it's like, oh, yeah, they only came to the front yard. They had no business back there. <laughs> yeah, you need like a, uh, almost like a hitman for that. They can't be a part of your company. It needs to be like a side job. So we've got a separate LLC. I've yeah. got a crackhead cosplay. Free game in a couple days in advance. <laughs> like, hey, your neighbor told me some guy came back here and was throwing rocks through windows. We're wondering if you got hit. <laughs> I was jo I would joke with clients um, when everything was going absolutely crazy in the market and uh, be like, hey, if you really want this house, we know there's going to be a lot of showings on it. I'll pay a couple homeless people to just camp out in front of this house for like two days so that everyone's like, hell no. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, this isn't a half bad idea, especially with how fast things were flying off the shelves. So this is kind of off the rails. It's kind of, I never brought this up to anyone. I, uh, Bobby's place, right? Uh huh. So we were at his folks' place and we go over there and we dick around all the time and we're talking like straight pipe cars, straight pipe Mustangs, dirt bikes, all kinds of nonsense. We're just out ripping them. Well, I brought my doodle bug over, my little nine horsepower like lawnmower engine on a mini bike frame that's about yay high, you know, two or three feet tall, tops. And we're cruising it around and I realized that when I go around the neighborhood, there's a lot of houses that just got built that were bought within a week of being completed mm -hmm. that are now back up for sale. <laughs> and uh, I think we might be somewhat responsible for some of that because uh, one of the one of the houses for sales was an immediate neighbor and i think they bought in at like 1.1 what neighborhood is this <laughs> what well, uh, well it's, it's near the biltmore <laughs> start advertising over there yeah yeah exactly <laughs> need some more quieter yeah because <laughs> <laughs> we just go ripping through there and straight piped everything's and uh dirt bikes especially that's been a real good one doing printouts and what have you yeah but i uh, we literally have chased at least one neighbor out of the neighborhood i think um they they weren't having it 
uh, on a couple different levels. That makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of new builds. It's a source of <laughs> <laughs> This builder's taking forever. Although, just get an update. Uh, the end of February. What are they going to tell you then? And for the folks at home, it was supposed to be done in August. Wait, so what did they tell you was going to happen at the end of February? That it would will be close to done. Close? Yeah. Like livable? Yeah. Because like uh, stucco, everything's up. Cabinets are going in on the 5th of December. Yeah. Oh, Thaddeus, you want to make some people's lives miserable? How? You ever heard of punch list? Punch list? Yeah. I'm afraid to answer that question. So here's what you do. If you find something you don't like, and you can get as close, and you can inspect it as thoroughly as you want, get a magnifying glass out, and keep a roll of blue tape on you for the next month of living in that house. And every time you see something you don't like, put a piece of blue tape on it. And tell the builder, I found a problem. Just like the walkthroughs? Yeah. 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 So they'll do like a one-year walkthrough <laughs> with you? Yeah. I always do. I tell my clients that all the time. But not to do it periodically throughout the year. That's genius. No, no, just like up front, just find every problem you can as soon as, as soon as possible. And while you still have warranty through the builder, good tape. Oh, you don't like that square, that like quarter inch like piece of spec missing out of the, out of the, what is it? Oh, 100%. The grout? Yeah. <laughs> this oh, house fuck. is going to be 100% perfect. Oh, yeah. 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 It better be with how much money it was and, and I waited, how much time. I waited this long, so what's a couple extra months for you to fix everything? Right. Because yeah. I yeah. tell you guys about the... Uh, house that my brother and I worked on that they screwed up every single electrical receptacle. <laughs> this is, uh, so we'll start with basically, uh, we were putting in new pendant lights and they wanted a chandelier above their staircase and stuff like that. Um, so very nice people, we're talking to them and uh, they start telling us they're having issues with the plumbing. We're like, oh, like what's it's a new build, like they just moved in. Um, and we're like, what's going on? Well, we don't have hot water at the shower, the tub, the dishwasher, any of those places, but we do have hot, hot water at the toilets. Apparently, in the plumbing phase, they had fucked up and got their... Blue and red colors mixed up? Basically, but okay. it's all white, so <clears throat> like... How did they find out the water in the toilets was hot? Because I'm pretty sure they flushed it it's and then steaming. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I just imagine someone like, "I wonder, you know." Flushed, and you're like, oh, "It feels like a bidet, but we didn't get that function installed." What kind of spot toilet is this? It was nice. So they had that issue, but then um, I don't know if Malachi pointed it out to him, but he, uh, he's got his journeyman's card, so he knows code. He works for an energy company out here. Dude knows his shit. Um, so when he opened stuff up, he noticed they did not ground any of the outlets, any of the switches, anything. So he brought it up to them and they went and talked to the builder and, uh, they came to the electrician and apparently that, uh, it's throughout the entire house and the, uh, the electrical company said, no, we're allowed to do it that way. And my brother's like, literally it's in the code. I'll get... I'll go get the fucking code book and show you where it says you're not allowed to leave these receptacles ungrounded. And so it got so big, uh, it became so big of a deal that the VP of the electrical company got involved and said, well, I've got 1,100 houses like this. And it's like, you Ooh. dumb fuck. You just admitted that you screwed up so many times that if 
they rule against you, you're going to be going back through every single house. Is this house. the same builder as my builder? No. Okay, thank God. <laughs> and let me guess, do these people have a uh, realtor representing them? Uh, it wasn't me if they did. Yeah, because you're supposed to turn on all the faucets when you do your walkthrough and make sure the hot water is working. You run the dishwasher. You turn on everything. So they Energy did, they, maxing? What? Energy maxing? Yeah, you just got to make sure everything's working for your final walkthrough. Nice. Hot water, electricals, all the everything. I mean, it'd be hard to tell if it's grounded or not. Do you do it at the same time? Yeah, gra grounds. Yeah, so one, you get like two hours. You oh. walk through, you put tape on everything to fix everything. Well, right. the grounds, like part of that has to be on the inspector too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. How did that pass inspection? Did you imagine a super know. not doing that? Like just like not walking house, making, making sure things work? That's well, 1,100 houses. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to take the, the slap on the wrist for this one house. I'm going to admit that right. I've been screwing up for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've been screwing up for a decade. I'm going to burn some houses down. What about it? Yeah, which, for the most part, like, usually electrical, you're fine with because how everything's built, cool. It's It seems like a lot of the code gets added on because you'll have some kind of isolated incident, which now requires revision in the code book but at the same time if it's in the code book it's now gospel yeah so and that's something that wasn't like oh that was in the 2021 version and we're still using the 2018 like yeah, the that's house, is, house was built now yeah and that is from years ago so there's no excuse for them to be shitting the bed on that it's yeah. like so Anyways, that uh, person, we ended up finding out they were getting a lot of stuff taken care of by the builder. Oh, because, I bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think all the drywall holes that we cut in their house to run our electrical because we had to go through stuff, stuff like that, the builder's like, no, we're going to take care of that. Don't worry about it. Uh, like, you can also take care of half my mortgage. <laughs> That's what I would do. Are you going to pay my house insurance too? Great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Pile it up. Yeah. Dog daycare? I don't leave, I don't feel safe leaving my dog here during the day. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. All right, let's get this thing going, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sledgehammers in the Office podcast, where we celebrate the heavy hitters on the job site and in the office. Today, I'm joined by Mason Oxendale. Sir, what are we drinking? Uh, we got a little bit of uh, Long Island iced tea tonight, fellas. All right. He is our one of our. Realtors with Realty One Group. I call myself a real estate specialist, but thank you. And a certified negotiation expert. Correct. Because that means something. It does. It does. A lot of people. We've got Joseph Morris, or Joe as we know him, with Sled Chambers in the office. We're drinking Bahama, Bahama Mamas, and we're also drinking a... Uh, monster Ooh, double fister yeah we're um we're getting tricky we're uh we're old school four loco right now okay fair upper and a downer boys yes and then our fourth chair is missing our other realtor uh scott curtis he had some family stuff that he needed to attend to but uh we're gonna see if he'll stop by and if not we're gonna facetime him at some point so all right we got a couple things that we'll jump hold into. on explain what that is all right yeah um apparently the quart and the half gallon are only a dollar difference, so Fat Boy got excited. <clears throat> Shamrock chocolate, uh, chocolate milk all the way. You could have just got the uh, off brand to see that would have saved you some money. He drinks it for the flavor. It's yeah, it's the flavor. Okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, this is tippy top right here. There's a hierarchy <laughs> of this shit, and 
Do you have any messages for anyone who drinks anything else? Yeah, Bobby, if you're listening, chocolate milk from uh, Walmart is dog shit. So it's not a personal thing at all. No, nah, I'm just I'm a grown up, so I don't really drink chocolate milk. So some of us just decided not to drink <laughs> alcohol. So. All right, let's talk about um, inventory real quick and some of the building metrics that we track just to get some of our housekeeping out of the way. Uh, inventory for active homes in Phoenix is 15,857. We're seeing that actually decline over the last several weeks. We've seen uh, 4,222 homes close in the last 30 days. That's also, uh, that one's actually up over last week, which is interesting. And then interest rate, we're sitting, um, I think it was, I got the email about it. Just over six and a quarter, I think. Yeah, just over six and a quarter. And then two by fours, 355, plywood, 1710. Um, and then 14.2 Romex is still 47 cents a square foot. Plywood's up, two by fours are down over last two weeks ago. So seems like nothing crazy's moving uh, on the real estate side. So we're off 7% though for interest? Or is that the specific? Yeah, we're, we're below it, which is good. We're coming but, down, we're coming down. Yes and no, because you can see basically the way interest rates work. If you track it over a week, it just ping pongs back and forth. So part of it also depends on how you catch it. So basically what happens is when we hit, like we were dancing probably last year, was we're dancing from like three to three and a half. And then once uh, January hit, we saw that kind of start trending up. So it still bounces around, but the overall trend is that it was going up. So now we're kind of sitting, it's been hovering in between six and seven for yeah. a couple months and now. If you look if you look at the if you're if you're gonna look at the six month graph, you'll notice that we're probably gonna start slowly coming on the downtrend. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. That's where we're hoping. <laughs> There's a lot of people preaching to us that, that is definitely gonna happen, but whenever someone starts saying definitely, I start saying, Alright, we'll see. Um which that kind of brings us into one of the things that we planned on talking about was the median sales price of some of the houses in, and we're going to focus kind of on the Arizona market. Uh, we're seeing that level off a little bit. So we had, uh, uh, what is that magazine? The Arizona journal of business and real estate. They've got a graph where they track the median purchase price for homes, um, month over month and year, uh, year after year. And right now we're up, um, let's see, where are we last year? Uh, in September, we were at 450000 for our median purchase price. Right now, we're sitting at 499 which is uh, 41000 less than we were back in May, but it's only a $1,000 difference than we saw last month. So this might be an indication that we're leveling out, mostly because over the last several months, we saw larger chunks or larger slides that were happening in that median purchase price. Um, my only thing would be is like, we know that the seller concessions are up considerably. Do you think that that has anything to do with it? Or do you think we're actually hitting like a plateau as far as we're not sliding back anymore? I mean, we might slide down a little bit, but the overall trend is going to be back to even like, uh, we're not going to go back to the medium home prices being in the threes, you know, but then again, we're not going to go back up and you know, 2020, 2021, where it was over 500,000. Like, we're not going to hit that again. That was something crazy. Well, I mean, we might eventually. Because we're at 500 right now. Yeah. So, so we're going to start leveling off. 
out of curiosity from someone who doesn't see this perspective, what yep. are a lot of people looking for as far as these homes go in that price range? Are we talking about like uh, medium-sized families? Are we talking about just couples? What, are, what kind of people are buying these houses at the price range? And what kind of buy houses are they buying? Square footage-wise, bedroom, bathroom? So basically, if you want... I'd say like your entry house for a family is going to be a three-bedroom, two-bath. And the square footage, probably 1,200 plus. Um, if it's a single family home, we're starting 350 and above mm -hmm. and more heavy on like the 400,000 side with that right now. Like if it's, if you're going to find something 350, it's usually been sitting for a little bit longer. Compromise um, on age. Probably you're looking at stuff built in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and sometimes a lot before that too. So, uh, with the median purchase price coming down, we're seeing a lot more homes kind of become accessible in that price range but for the most part like the hard thing is for anyone who's lived in arizona for a long time you think of a half a million dollar house you're thinking like oh like you're gonna have very nice finishes it's gonna be a larger house but right now it's almost like has your house been updated it's probably worth 500. yeah yeah people run into the issue because interest rates were so low purchase prices of homes were so high that but they could still afford it because of the low interest rate so as the interest rates spiked drastically but the the price of the home has slowly gone down that people just can't afford that size of a house with that interest they can't afford the monthly payment that's what I, i've got a couple clients they need a four bedroom but they need something under four hundred thousand or at 400 which is yep you're not going to find anything nice, you know, or it's going to definitely need some work or be in a older neighborhood. Yeah. Does that kind of push you into like different zip codes or even counties? Like you're yeah, it just, it just pushes that, that, that price point. You're not going to have a lot of buyers. Yeah. You're you know? kind of getting out of the Phoenix though. I don't imagine you're spending too much well, that kind of money in Phoenix, right? It's a pit. I mean, Arizona is so weird. Like Phoenix goes all over the place. So does Glendale, Peoria. It's not just simple, like, this section is pure, this section is Phoenix. It's just, it's your, if you're talking like central Phoenix, those prices always stay fairly high. So, yeah. I mean, it's happening all over the Maricopa County. It's like, let's see, Queen Creek, they're at 607, Santan's 450, um, Sun Lakes is 570, Florence is 370, El Mirage is 350, Coolidge is 315. So, like... So the closer you get to Central Phoenix, basically, the higher the price. So if you're yeah, out it, in it will Eloy. it will be, but like the way that I think we we still look at it is like, Apache Junction is three eighty five. So you're still looking like that's if you're commuting into Central Phoenix for work, you're in BFE. Yeah, you're in you're in BFE, and the price is still is still up there. Like Phoenix, where's Phoenix? Phoenix is four forty five. So you're looking at a fifty thousand dollars swing on the median purchase price over those two cities and which isn't in my mind isn't that big of a deal so the hard part is kind of to mason's point it's not that you can necessarily be like all right like do we compromise on how close we are in terms of distance because with what happened between 2020 and january of 2022 we saw everything even on the outskirts of what we would think of as traditional phoenix appreciate in price as well mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Storms coming to an end, though. Have to have that faith. Yeah. Which, it's... Signs are pointing that way, so, but you never know. Anything can happen. Yeah. We were talking before we started recording that I'm a very 
skeptical person when it comes to that, but I feel like even then I, I'm not, I don't have a sky is falling mentality either. So I think that it, people promising paradise is coming. I get skeptical about that, but do I think that it's Armageddon? No, not necessarily. So no, no, it just depends on, we talked about this, just depends on the situation that you're in and if it fits you right now. Yep. That's literally all that matters. Yep. So. All right. Quick advice for anyone moving here from out of state. Uh, don't. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Everywhere else is pretty. Where's he come from? Oh, uh, <clears throat> I think West. The West. The West? Like, oh, California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like our price out. They're like our prices of homes out here. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. <clears throat> yeah, but we're no longer where we were in terms of livability and price point. No, we've also been voted one of the most rude cities, or uh, yeah, I think counties. You serious? In the country? Yeah. Would you see that? Probably say that. Would you see it on Facebook? No, no, no. Instagram. <laughs> 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 no, I think it was uh, scrolling through just you know the Google like uh, news points and yada yada, and that came up pretty quick. And I think we're like top five. Because everyone that comes here that's from you know, like North Dakota, stuff like that, I've seen a lot of North Dakota plates. They're probably used to people being a little bit more hospitable, hospitable out here. And yeah. we are still well, one of the eight words, but they didn't expect hostile. Yeah, well, there's so many Californians moving in here, so you can't lump us Arizona people yeah. with them. They're just, some of them can be a-holes. We're going to blame it all on the immigrants, and we're not talking about from our southern border. We're talking about from... No, the, those ones are cool. They western do really border. good hard yeah. work. Yeah. I really like those guys. We'll take the southern ones over the western <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I want people that come here and work hard. I don't want people who want IT jobs to out of another yeah, state to come here. If you're going to buy a house... I'll mess around with the California. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they're spending money, tax them somehow. Just throw ten percent on there, just for the sake of. Yeah, the listing price is three eighty-seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's three eighty-nine. You know, a couple grand goes to me just for having to talk to you. That, yeah, that does not live up to our fiduciary standards, <laughs> or, or probably the uh, code of ethics that we have to sign. And they're like, we will bend you over a barrel if you violate these. <laughs> but that doesn't stop people. So how tall is the barrel? <laughs> Joe, let's talk about construction. We talked about real estate a little bit. Yeah. Uh, crazy house you've been to this week. What are we looking at? Oh, man. Um, you know what? It's nothing like walking into a house that's worth a few million dollars and they've got a half million dollar car in the garage or something like that. Um, doors keep getting taller. That's one thing I do is I deal with a lot of doors and windows. 15 foot tall is looking like it's getting a little bit more common, which is... A sh 15? 15 feet, yeah. We're are you starting to see feet. wider doors too? Yeah, wider specifically. Well, um, all right. So when we talk about... The doors aren't necessarily getting wider. They're more like turning into walls that you can operate. Yeah, and actually there's a company making doors and windows now called Active Walls. And we have stuff that, we have one job where the entire unit, it's over 30 feet long, I think, or something with that tune, and it completely submerges into the floor. Hmm. Um, so it's flush to the ceiling, flush to the ground, and when you open it, it just sinks. That's badass. Yeah, either that or there's stuff that you can put them on motor. <clears throat> wow, voice cracked hard. Um, Put them on motors and they'll open up just by the touch of a button and it'll retract all the way into the wall. Yeah, 12 bytes where I can't even go up to it and hug it, you know, where I normally am supposed to be able to. Yeah, I was just thinking wider just because as America, we're just getting wider as people. Yeah, well, yeah. I've no, seen absolutely. a lot more people asking for, especially just because, you know, the rich people and all stay fit stuff. though. But they, the ones I'm, yeah, the ones I'm dealing with, <laughs> um, they, they can afford to have anything done to their bodies they want and they do it. <laughs> or they, they get it done for somebody else anything done to their spouse's wives <laughs> so here's the deal, <laughs> here's the deal. 
They keep getting prettier. I don't know what it is. <laughs> we had this job up in uh, Flagstaff, and the guy had oil money. Um, <laughs> and he had a... Uh, uh, a nice we, one. Do we think it's a mail order bride or is? <clears throat> she tipped us, didn't she? she no. Seen, no, no, no. That was a very polite, yeah. but it looked like he should have been married to the mom. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, good for him. I mean, congrats. He's killing the game, but yeah, yeah. Oil uh, will get you more than money. We'll put it like that. Yeah, Saudis know better than anyone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> The less digits on a license plate, the more it's worth. Did you know that? Did not. Mm. Is that just for like the car or for the... Yeah, for the cars. So That's if I just countries. get a custom license plate that says one on it, I can add, I can sell it for more? Oh, I mean, so that's only applicable in a couple of different countries in the Middle East. Okay. Saudis. But yeah, really cool. Usually license plates are worth more than cars out there. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. But, um, yeah. Do you want to break some news real quick for the podcast for everyone? Let's break them. All right. I'm not going to be full-time in real estate anymore oh, starting yeah. in December. So I'll be back full-time on the construction side. Um, I'm going to be working with a uh, general contractor I used to work for. Uh, I had him on the show, Matt Ducharme. So uh, it'll be cool being back with their team, doing all that stuff. So Is this good news? I think it's good news. Here we go. <laughs> you always got to ask. Yeah. So, no. Excited about it. That'll be good. Um, good group of guys that it looks like <clears throat> I'll be working with. Um, so, excited to see how that goes. They, for their, I don't know, interview process, which was more like a meet and greet for the team, they had me come out to one of their projects that... Um, was a multi-million dollar remodel <clears throat> and basically the back half of the house is missing right now like I'm not kidding like birds can just nest in it right now because walls are gone roof is gone and apparently we're gonna be turning that thing into um, beautiful home new pool new landscape all that good stuff so nice for the homeowner <clears throat> yeah that should be sweet so so I would say I'd miss you at the office, but I know you told us not to lie on this podcast, so I won't say that. <laughs> He's going to take your office. <laughs> no, I already know that guys have sites on my office right now. Yeah, you like share an office. Have. Nobody wants that. Trevor does. Trevor's in a cubicle. <laughs> he wants a friend. I don't know Trevor, but I hope you get the friend you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have patience and willing to work with uh, your desk mate. Yeah. So are we going to uh, check out a property? Yes. And kind of uh, pick it apart, essentially? Yep. So the way we'll do this is we've got a property that we'll find. Um, and then typically it'll be Mason and Scott giving us the realtor's eye on what we're looking at. And then Joe and I are going to kind of give the construction eye on what we see as far as finishes currently. And then um, what we think could happen to it in regards uh, to updates uh what would be difficult for updates what would be like hey here's something easy and go from there so yeah um want to do basically average priced house it's listed at 440 right now it was listed at 450 
Um, it's been on the market. Let's see, where's our days on market? See, this is my biggest pet peeve already, is that because it's quote-unquote a lower-priced house, this mother effer, he didn't even use an iPhone. He used an old-school 20-year-old camera that timestamps right. what it is. Give me a second. Let's get to it. But there's still recent photos, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, but there's still timestamps. ridiculous. Three beds, two baths, 1,500 square feet. Um, Hire a professional. Well, they probably did. The professional was just old. No, he, he acted like he was a professional photographer. You're a real estate agent. Sell the house. Don't take pictures. All right, let's see. When did they put this on the market? Listed for sale, 1026. So, on the market, less than a month. Um, let's go to the pictures. Mason, pick it apart. Tell us what you like. Tell us I'm what already, you don't like. I'm already irritated. It's not professional taking photos. You don't have a widescreen lens. It's, the photo light sucks. Uh, All right. It's, it's give, hard. Give, yeah. Give people a perspective. Though, I recommend. Yeah. I recommend that if you know exactly when pictures are being taken, so don't park in your driveway. All right. How hard is it though, to as someone who is selling a house, to get professional pictures done to make them like quality that you'd see on any other listing zero it's not hard at all how much how much are you spending oh anywhere between a hundred to two hundred dollars so like less than a chunk well below a thousand yeah so they're paying you quite some big bucks to sell their home so Joe, you got a calculator huh spend your, so like spend the money they're paying you for professional pictures to help sell their house do four hundred fifty thousand seven Times point zero two five. Uh, eleven two fifty. So that person, if they were to spend two hundred fifty dollars on professional photos and other bullshit, could still be walking away with eleven thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Depending on what it was signed for, yeah. yeah. It said two point two five on the buyer broker, but you know that that motherfucker is probably. I shouldn't say that. We need to be nice to our realtor partners. Mm -hmm. That person is probably. Um, a lot of times on the listing side, they might have a higher side, uh, higher percentage for themselves. It happens. It happens. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So stay on this picture because go back to the kitchen because kitchen cell, kitchens, master rooms. Was that when I do a walkthrough with my clients before I list it, I give them some advice on little things to tidy up your house specifically only for when pictures are being taken because pictures are those pictures are the first thing they're going to see and invite the potential buyers in and want to see the house. So something as little as take the flag down over the window. The little things, unless they mean a lot to you for some reason, like the random cups on top of the cabinets, put them in the cabinets for pictures. Minimize it. Make it so that they can envision their house in there. And then the front door open in the background doesn't help either. Yeah. And you can't tell how big that kitchen is. Yeah. Just like the kitchen. I think we're looking at the master bathroom. Yeah. Well, just like the kitchen, take things off your... Oh, uh, look at the left side. Yep. Take stuff off the countertop on the right. And then if you go to the left, make sure nobody's in the vicinity of the photo. <laughs> that should help. It looks like he's got an eye watch. Just little things. Little things. as you Like little things like this. Shut your fans off. You can tell the fan's moving. That's not a bad picture. I've seen some worse ones while the fan's moving. 
But what are we getting with this angle? It's not even the angle. It's because they used a camera and they didn't put a wide lens on it like a professional does, so you can't capture the entire room. So, again, it goes back to professional photos. And on top of it, 9 out of 10 times, the photographer that shows up there, if the homeowners are home, they'll tell them, be like, hey, will you take this off? Will you do this? They'll give you pointers on what to do. Lighting sucks. Next one. Same bed, same bathroom. Next. The guy's in the picture. What is that a Wait, picture go of? Back. What is that a picture of? The floor. You can't see what the floor is just based off the other pictures? Didn't, we see, this pi- Didn't we see this picture already? Yeah, I thought you went backwards. No, yeah. See, you can't tell the entire room. You don't really know, but it looks small. This is blurry. <laughs> Someone's nephew take these photos? It, it, it can't be. This is someone... Yeah. And like, I mean, I've seen it before where some homeowners try to haggle and say that they're taking their own pictures. But no, just I'm paying for them. You don't have to pay for them. Let me pay for it. Let me sell your house the way I know how to be sold. Hey, Joe, do you notice anything with the pergola? Uh, yeah, nothing looks square at all. Not one, not one bit of it. Yeah. You notice how the posts are set differently? Is that where you're insinuating? You could also, I'm, ass- yeah. I'm assuming that that big, long black thing is not a uh, shadow. It's like a hose. Yep. Yeah. That's reel, a, that's reel, it, reel it in. I mean, not a terrible picture. You don't expect much for a garage, but like I said, no. you don't can't see the entire garage. I feel like sequence is another thing that people should pay attention to. Exactly. You, you order the pictures and like how you would walk through the home. Because I feel like we've gone in of the, inside the house, outside the house, in a bedroom, outside the bedroom, back in the bedroom. It's like, what are we doing? And it's not a bad house. It's got new flooring. No. The kitchen's nice. I mean, so it's, it, it just it doesn't, it doesn't allow you to see some of the biggest features. Yep. And also go back. Oh, that's in there right there on that one too. I mean, you never know who's going to come inside your home. So maybe a Jesus photo, the centerpiece of your living room isn't the best, or whoever that is. I'm assuming Jesus. Yeah. Beautiful washer jar. Unnecessary things to be in a picture. They've got commercial grade size detergent. That's the only way to go. All right, we'll buy it. Hey, look, they just installed a new fan, or they're going to. See the fan box background? Yep. A fan box. Right by the By the bed. That's a new fan. It's a box. Like, oh, in the box, the yeah. actual box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they haven't installed it yet. No, if they have, I'm also, so sorry for the Also, another thing, um, if your uh, clients or owners are going to be doing any upgrades to it, wait to take the pictures. Yeah. We're back in the master bedroom. Wait, so this is just the same exact picture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have not repeated yet. Very poorly done. And same picture, same picture. And I was going to ask, picture. were these pictures that they uploaded specifically to Zillow? But no, because it's got the MLS stamp, uh, stamp in the left corner. Yep. All right. So, yeah, they're trying to sell the house with these pictures. All right, final notes. You're telling you're going to talk to the agent or you're going to talk... Let's first say your buddies with this agent. You see, hey... Saw your listing, go on the market. What are you telling them? Like buddies or? 
friends that you could come into, like, let's say this is my listing, and you see, hey, Thaddeus, I saw what you did. I need to straighten you out on a couple things. Stop being a cheap ass. Hire a professional photographer. Your only job is to sell the house the best way possible. You don't fix anything. You don't take pictures. All you do is you give recommendations and give out information to specific services that can do those things. Professional pictures and just give them some advice on how to make a picture nice. And then what about, what are you telling the, like if you're the listing agent, what are you telling the client? And I know we kind of talked about this. Yeah, but. we have a list of things that we email them and tell them, you just, you need to spruce it up, clean it up, make it look like you don't live there, anybody else does. I mean, you can have things on the countertop, you know, like a Keurig machine or stuff, that bigger things that you use. But cups on there, the uh, sandals and the empty water bottle on top of the uh, washer and dryer. Take it off. At least just move it on the ground for the photo, and then you can put it back up if you really want to. Because these are the first pictures that they're going to see. So make it count. Yep. Especially in a market right now where people who are trying to sell a house, it's sitting longer. It's more important that you dial in everything that you're doing because if you're looking at this and you're going to look at the next house and this one looks below what you want to deal with, exactly. you've got buyers have a lot of stuff to choose from, so it really pays as far as that $200 is really going to help you, especially when you're staring down multiple price reductions over several yeah, weeks. Yeah, you make those pictures real nice and clean. When they go to visit it, they know people live there. So if it's cluttered because of just your daily, you have kids and stuff like that, they're going to know that. They're going to remember the pictures that they see, that they saw on it and visualize it and be like, oh yeah, this is the kitchen. And they're going to remember the pictures over what they actually see if they see like some stuff in the, in the dishes or yep. some sippy cups hanging out. Yep. All right, Joe, <clears throat> our turn. Uh, let's talk about what we like, what we don't like and go from there. So... Oh man, don't get me started, please. Hold on, go back to that last one. I just yep. want to get something clear. Please clean up your front yard. Please do anything you can to clean up that front yard. You've got empty plant, you've got empty pots everywhere. You've got no grass. That bird bath is not even, there's no water in it. It's only stuff from the palm tree. You can see it's some like trash in the bottom left from the palm tree. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just bad, you know. Smash that out. Um, that Whatever that is in the entryway system, that weird cutout in the Tetris. My mind goes immediately to what can I throw through that as I'm walking through that entryway and catch on the other side. <laughs> I don't know why. Which I feel like that's more just a decorative thing that they, there's certain, I don't know, architectural things that they do with certain, yeah, they're in a couple of years. structural to the house to add more ceiling space. Either, well, it, it could be that or it could just be decorative because there's some architects when they're going through for a community, they're, they, if it's the 80s, 90s, and even today, you'll notice that there's certain themes that they go through. So like, that to me, like I'm not necessarily worried about, and for a homeowner to change that, that's going to be a huge pain in the ass compared to the return that they get on it. Oh, yeah. The thing that I'm looking to immediately is they've got a hardtop countertop and then also a stone backsplash as well. Huge fan of that. It's not the laminate. It's not the um, just any stone is going to be a definite step up from laminate because laminate just says, hey, it's cheap. You're probably gonna to wanna to redo this at some point. So, and then the stone on the backsplash as well matches everything. You could do a tile backsplash, but they've already got that there, so cool. Something I'm, it looks good from far away, but I always like to make the judgment up close is painted cabinets. So just something as far as when you're walking through, what do those look like? 
because unless you have a painter who knows exactly what they're doing when it comes to painting mm -hmm. cabinets, you're going to be able to tell every single time when you walk up to it. It there's the difference between a painted cabinet and a brand new cabinet is significant. Oh my gosh. But kind of look at the sink if you go back to that one. I'm just curious as to where if there was ever a backsplash to that or not, because that seems like it's in a weird spot on the counter to me personally. And I don't know. On the island? Yeah. Do you see that? No. I don't feel like I see too many sinks in an island like that. Oh, I love Where it's that. that close to the edge. Not in older homes like that. They do have it in newer homes. Because this one was 91, yeah. right? I believe so. Yeah. I think that's what I said. I personally like it that way. So. I think that's interesting. I think that's a weird choice, but. Yeah. Which I think a lot more people like it as well because it then makes it. If you're preparing any food, you're staring into the entertainment area as well. So it's not like um, they, you know, uh, do you know what a galley kitchen is? Hmm. It's then you're not like tucked away from everyone while like maybe you're entertaining some guests or whatever. So you're kind of part of it. Um, another thing, tile looks uh, probably original to the house. Uh, we don't really see anything. Same thing, it, cabinets, countertops. Yeah, hit me with the cabinets down there, those drawers that are beneath the sink. You know you know, half of those are dead. This one's right in the front of the sink. I, I just, I would imagine those be a little bit wider, but that's just me being probably nitpicky. Yeah. This is a yeah, pet peeve of mine. You see how the um, sliding glass door has a chrome, or not chrome, but gold finish? Yeah. yeah. But then you look at the faucets. Ties are nothing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then like, what do the handles look like? That's just a personal pep. Like, I'd right. like to be a fluid. Same. Right. So, and part of that is going to be, like Joe pointed out, '90s construction. So '90s construction and early 2000s, everything was that gold finish. Yeah. On it. So what that tells you is obviously they've updated the countertops, they've updated the faucets, but it's a lot easier to do that because those are more on hand yeah. than obviously the mirrors. And you. Yeah, can't but if really you're going to spend the money to do all that kind of stuff, that might be something. Yeah contractor might point out and be like hey have you ever thought about doing this yeah but it, I don't know. the mirrors sometimes can be a little tricky one but i i hear what you're saying because i love the continuity as well i go back to that last one yeah look at the uh look at the entryway system for the bathroom i guess i don't know if it's an entryway but the framing for that how not even that bugs me. That irks me just a little bit. I feel like you could just slap a two by four up there. So the arch above the uh, it could be the bathroom. angle because of the poorly I, taken the pictures. It looks like a lot of space, but yeah, I suppose so. But yeah. that looks like a big space difference. We don't need to shit on every picture too. Just easy with this one. Yeah. I wish we saw more of the shower. Yeah. Because yeah, like we we see the tub, cool. It'd be nice if they put like a tile backsplash on there, but that like. That's something easy that you could do. Have someone come in who knows what they're doing, could be a handyman, and really kind of transform that space with something really minor and really make it uh, pop. So, um, looks like they did new. They did new baseboard, new floors, um, which is good. Yeah, it makes it look a lot nicer. Yeah. I don't see any weird joints or anything either, which yeah. is nice. There's, it's not like all this vinyl though, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and that's my only thing as far as like, especially for buyers who have more options now, this is where I'd say look at the finishes or is it a kind of finish that you want? Because personally, when personally, vinyl is one of the lower ends of finishes that I want for flooring. That's my personal preference, but obviously they've gone through, they've done a nice job with the baseboard and the vinyl, at least from what we can see. Nothing in the bedrooms necessarily. Blurry photo. Outside looks fine. Nothing to complain about. Back to the front. Uh, we got a lot of pavers. So it's if you want to take those out, that's going to be yeah. a little bit of work. And then we mentioned the pergola before. That's going to need some straightening out. 
because that's leaning. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to knock out uh, some of the pavers that do that too. I mean, yeah. you probably just relocate them to the other yeah. side. Yeah, and the front, your backyard, and your front yard, not gonna add any value to your house necessarily, unless it's it a, is done like to a T. It is a huge selling point. It is a make or break blow if somebody decides to wait for another house to come on the market or to put an offer on your home. Yes, because this backyard's got potential. Yeah, absolutely. Like you could even. Like the trees that are in the middle of that raised area, if you were to get rid of those and put like a pergola out there, that could be a huge entertaining space. Yeah. I'd love that. Garage. Nothing. Garage is looking okay. Yeah, nothing to complain about there. We're back in here. Like, so the thing for the 90s is like, like kind of Joe mentioned, is the soffits. So you'll see the bird that's perched up there. Mm -hmm. uh, but... There's there's nothing really you can do with that, and no point even messing around with that. That's no, just yeah. a stylistic thing. But it all looks pretty square though, which is kind yeah, of nice. I wasn't expecting which that. most people know when they buy this old of a home too. So yeah, and it, as far as '90s, it's not that old compared to like a '60s, '70s, and '50s even. Same thing with the floor. The transitions from the wood floor to the tile. It looks like nice thresholds too. Not seeing anything crazy there. Yeah. Cabinet doesn't necessarily match, but it's a laundry room, so no one really cares. And if you really want to, that's a couple screws and probably a couple hundred dollar cabinet at Home Depot, and you're good to go. Yeah, or just some sanding and paint if you're really good at it. Yep. Um, try and tell, I think that's a new fan that they should install. Yeah. Because that looks like a three-blade fan, not a five. So. I'm curious about that little window on the top right. Kind of curious about that. Yeah, that's probably just decorative, but... Cool. All right. I think that's my notes for it. Yeah, not a lot going on there. Price point wise, anything? Seems expensive. <laughs> but Mason. it's it's appropriate to the market. Eighty-five square footage. I think it's yeah. fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, it probably started too high. Which almost everything's well, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah they didn't start high. They started optimistically. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah half the battle. Yeah. Breaking down someone's optimism. But a house that might not have, like they have the granite countertops and the new flooring, a house with better pictures and just more, less cluttered would probably sell easier. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Nice. Another real question. Would you buy it? No, not with what's on the market. That's a good question. Just too much. There's not enough rooms. Yeah. For, for your family? Yeah. Yeah. I I just feel like there's too much other stuff on the market that I'd lean towards. I will say the five series in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> as long as that comes with that. Yes. Yeah, at that price point, please give me your 2011 five series. <laughs> All right. Do we want to see if we can dial up Scott real quickly? No. Just show him a picture of him. Yeah, can we get a shoot him a text? We should. Why don't we just have a, like a, a skeleton? We can get bones from the office and put Scott's face. Because on. he might still be in that meeting. So shoot him a text. I don't want to shoot him a text. Why not? Just shoot him a text. Ask him if you can Facetime him real quick on the podcast because he might be on his way back. We'll just say hi to him for like five minutes and move on. Uh, he said fuck off. He didn't. You he didn't. Text I texted him. him. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You're lying. I would never lie to you. Show me the phone. Can't what? confirm more than I. I <laughs> Apparently, uh, Mason and Scott's relationship was not what I thought it was. So, well, 
It's less serious. We are playing against each other in a flag football game this Sunday, so oh, yeah. I right. haven't been too close to them for the past week. We're on the same team, right? We are. Okay. Yeah. Where do I stand? Um, you're going to vote for our team. Yes. <laughs> I just need food. All right. Um, anything else? Real estate, construction world, business in general, cryptocurrency apparently has fallen to shit, but I don't know anything about crypto. That's so. awesome. I love watching it happen. Yeah. That's great. Billions of dollars just evaporating. Yeah. As companies that are just, you know, holding records for flying aircraft around because they're bored, um, just falling into the ocean for no reason. <laughs> what was the FTX or something? They were some big crypto company and it turns out they're just a bunch of people having orgies on their craft or whatever. Um, that's cool. You got the money. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> well, it's other people's money that you're not exactly. supposed to be That's using. even better. There's a reason they're in Brazil, I think, right now. <laughs> Are you serious? I think so, yeah. That's hilarious. I don't know enough about that situation to comment on it, but it's mm -hmm. hilarious. Yeah. Um, of that, I mean, uh, just watching uh, people spend a lot of money in homes, it's kind of crazy. still happening. Yep. Um, and I hope the, uh, the prices continue to be friendly to... The right kinds of people. Yeah, but well, hopefully next week we'll have a little more information because since the uh, the rate dropped a little bit, that you know we might start seeing something a little different this coming week. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Mason, where can people find you? Uh, mainly, I'm on Instagram, the IG at Mason Oxendale. Real easy. Fun stuff. It's not all real estate. A lot of my kids are on there, and like fantasy football related stuff. So, come how check are, me how out. How are you doing in fantasy football? It's a vague question when you have fifteen teams. So, which one are you talking about? Um, are you winning on the majority of your teams or not? I'm about <clears throat> middle of the pack. So this is where I have to make a run. All right. So got to make a if run. If you want mediocre advice, go follow. Masons. Yeah, most of the time you're in the middle pack if you win a championship. Those people who are at the top the whole time, like the person we won't name that's not here, they never win. <laughs> All right, Joe. Joseph Morris. You can catch me on Instagram at search it underscore there. Um, yeah, I drive cars for fun and I post about it sometimes. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I'm Thaddeus Claus, the owner of Sledgehammers in the Office, where we help people take care of their houses by connecting them with construction real estate professionals. You can follow me at ThadAZRealty for what I'm doing in real estate and at Saito underscore building for what we're, doing in, what we're doing in construction. Anything else? Nope. All right. It's all good. Yeah, drive safe. Until next time, hope your hammer stays accurate, your Wi-Fi fast, and your work blessed. See you, <laughs> See you everybody. Yeah, with the blammer. <laughs>